Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. So happy to be here. I want my guests to say hello to Facebook, and we're still calling it Facebook. One, two, three. Hello, Facebook. Hello, hello Facebook. Facebook. There we go. We'll get around to Meta at some other time. This no, is- let's not. Okay. This this is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. I'm AKA Radio Red, and the intro was done by my good friend and the VP of Business Operations at Voice America World Talk Radio, Ryan Treasure. Thank you, Ryan. Love your voice, and that's why I asked you to do my voiceover for me. Ladies, before I introduce my three guests, I want you to join me. We have a shout-out we absolutely have to do every week. Her name is LLL. I'll count to three, and on the count of three, we'll all say hello, LLL, just like that. One. Two, three. Hello, L-L-L. You were one. Of, that was just one of the best. That was like a chorus. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you very much. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener, and she still lives in Whitestone, New York, which doesn't start with L. It doesn't even have an L in it. And I'm still taking up a fake GoFundMe account to raise money to move her to London. She agreed years ago, but somehow that fake money just isn't materializing. So we'll have to do something about it. Today is January 17th. I could say, wow, the year is flying by, and actually, we were waiting for this year, and here it is. And we're halfway through the month. It's the 17th day of 2022. And I want to shout out to Gregorian, or his mom probably called him Greg or Greggy. We're using his calendar still. We're very grateful to him. There are 300 something, 28 days left in 2022. This is the third Monday. Nobody cares about that except me. The sign is still the Western Zodiac sign is Capricorn. Are there any Capricorns on the panel tonight? Any of you? Nope. Okay. We still, we haven't had any Capricorns. December 21 to January 21. It's the 10th astrological sign out of the 12 zodiacs. And it is an earth sign ruled by the planet Saturn, which is a strong sense of discipline and responsibility. We'll stop there. So let me tell you who we're going to be seeing and hearing from today. I'm just going to ask my guests to raise your hand and wave when I call you because we are broadcasting live on Facebook. I'm so happy to do that. So I have three very dedicated creators, Barbara A. Kerr. Am I pronouncing your last name yes. correctly? Mm-hmm. Barbara That's Kerr, right. PhD. She coaches individuals, teams, and organizations in something you might not have heard this word around for a while. We're going to get into it. Emotional intelligence skills. And why? Because they're important for our success and well-being. Barbara also wrote a novel for youngsters. We'll hear about that in a decision-making book for middle schoolers. Hello, Barbara Kerr. Welcome to Read My Lips. And we have Dr. Amanda Banks. Hello, Amanda. There she is. Hello. She's the author. I, I took a look at the forward of your book. Just wonderful. She's the author of Amazing Race, Inspiring Leadership Lessons Based on the Life of 1968 Olympian and Coach Jarvis Scott. And Amanda is also a church youth director and a drill team instructor. I want you to give us some drill team instructions, and <laughs> maybe we'll do some of that on the show. So, Amanda, thank you for joining me. And the thank lady you. who's in, thank you, and the lady whose enthusiasm fails to be contained sitting there on my lower left is Joyce Wilson Sanford. She's just doing the smiley thing there. She retired from an executive vice president role at a global food retailer, and she's now an executive coach 
for executives facing new challenges. And she hosts her own podcast called Bob and Joyce Podcast. And we're going to be hearing from Joyce. Mm -hmm. Joyce, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. There she goes, smiling, waving all the time. So let's go around the table. I'd like to get a little more of an introduction from each of you. Tell us in depth, a little more, take about two to three minutes. We'll start with Barbara Kerr. Barbara, who are you other than the little bit I read? I just, I didn't want to sit here and read your bio. You have so much to share with us. And would you please tell us in your own words, just briefly, why are you here? Because we're talking about creativity. So what does that mean to you? Barbara, I'm putting you on speaker view. Knock yourself out, kid. Okay. Go ahead. Thanks so much, Red. And thank you so much for inviting me here. I am, I am very pleased. You know, I, I, am, I am not young, and therefore I've had a long life and lots of experiences. And so I just want to point to a couple that really have to do with creativity in my life. I really feel that it has been central. And I think one of the seminal experiences was getting my PhD. I was, you know, just 20-something, a very young person, right out of school, then got my PhD, had my two children during that time. And as you know, for a PhD, you have to write a dissertation that's original. Just the idea of writing something original that nobody else has done was kind of, wow. And I learned from that experience, hey, I can do anything. I, I can figure it out. And it sort of gave me that Zen beginning, Zen beginner kind of uh, attitude, and which I have carried with me throughout my life. Um, I, I taught, I was, and of course, teaching and, and raising children, all of which takes creativity. Uh, but then I became a consultant and later a coach. And I want to tell you about a consulting job. Um, I had hired several of the presidents in Washington State in community colleges. And one college was a startup community college that was going to be co-located with the university. And I had the opportunity not only to hire the president and the vice president, we, you know, we designed a hiring process, and then the startup faculty, and I got to write. And it's always the person behind the scenes who does the writing that really has the influence. And I want to tell you what those first four principles were. And I looked on the website the other day, it's been 20 years they still follow these principles for everything. These are the four. Think creatively, critically, and reflectively. Learn actively. Interact in complex and diverse environments. And communicate with clarity and originality. And so I'm very proud of those. And that has been the creativity in my life. Barbara, that was, I didn't know where you were going with that. Those are wonderful. I want you to write those down for me, okay? I'd like you to email me those sure, principles. Sure, I would love to. That's, that's part of the, the, the backbone of why I do this show, what you said about originality, creativity. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you nailed them all. Thank you, Barbara. And it's a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate you Thank very you. much. And Barbara has listened to the show before, and I appreciate that too. Thank you very Several much. Several times. Yeah, it's a wonderful show. Thank you. You're very kind. Let's go to Dr. Amanda Banks. Amanda, you said I could call you Amanda. If you want me to say doctor, I will. Amanda, we're also very honored to have you here. Full screen for you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what does creativity mean to you? Amanda. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Radio Red. So um, other than that, what you've read, I am a, I am a writer for um, two fishing shows um, a show called A Fishing Story. And the other is a new show that will be out in February. Um, and that one is My Life, Their Lens. Their Life, My Lens. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. And so um, what I love about that show is 
it's just that it's it's creative in the fact that people are sharing being their authentic selves, um, stories of um, overcoming obstacles, stories of resilience, stories of just meeting people where they are and, and sharing their own experiences and just using fishing as the platform to share those stories. Um, me, when when I think of creativity, I think of just being your authentic self. And um, people say, well, think outside the box. Well, for me, I'm like, who said it was a box? And so um, it's, it's about connecting those dots and helping us to see that there really isn't a box. Because what I like to say, if you allow people to create a box for you, they'll make it even smaller. And so I am just thrilled to, to be on here with a bunch of other creatives, regardless of, of how they deem and, and um, view creativity, because I think it's that originality that brings out more creative in each of us. So again, thank you so much. So, so, so eloquent, so articulate. Thank you. Thank you for your passion and energy for the topic, Amanda. We're delighted to have you. Thank you. And now our cheerleader there on the bottom left. <laughs> She's been so patient. Joyce Wilson Sanford. Welcome. I have to tell everybody I met these three ladies at the national virtual national publicity summit where I meet about 99.99 of my guests all year long for the show. And I'm all happy to have met all of you and been been smart enough to invite you all on the show. So Joyce, you're up. Talk to us. What do you Thank think? Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be here. And I'm kind of jealous of your job. <laughs> <laughs> I think what a great job. Um, where to start? I've been creative since forever. In play, when I was little, I was always creating worlds and, and managed to bring other people into play with me with my idea. I am an idea generator, and I've been lucky enough to do it in a lot of odd situations. I was a global executive, only woman at the top table, and I was a maverick. And it was because I could smell a problem, intuit a solution, and sell it and make it happen. And I'm talking about doing things like vision sessions with 2,500 2, people. Wait, 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 what did you just say? A vision session. What is it? Define, please. Well, I, I pulled together 2,500 people of a large company, and I had them do guided imagery to create a vision that they would get, that made them sweat, that made their hands sweat, that made them say, this is impossible, but we want it. And then, then went back and translated that into action without killing the enthusiasm. But I was lucky to have to be able to sell those ideas in a very conservative global food retailing company. And um, my creativity helped me in so many ways. Like at large meetings, I would give Nerf balls to all the tables. And I'd say, whenever you think we're really off track or you're kind of getting bored, throw the Nerf balls. It's immediate feedback and will course correct. And I became sort of famous for Nerf balls. But... Um, I'm good at creating positive change in large systems. And so I got very interested both in business and I'm writing a book called um, CEO Note to Self Blind Spots of Power. But before that, I wrote three books 
about the changing religious landscape because that's another system that's undergoing huge turmoil. And uh, they're called, the one book is called uh, I Pray Anyway, Devotions for the Ambivalent. Another one is Reflections for the Spiritually Cranky. And I did workshops on very creative approaches to having people talk across dangerous differences as they thought they were. Anyway, I reek of creativity and it can be kind of irritating. I don't think it's irritating at all. I, I, I'm going to ask you to. I'm going to ask you to change one word. And and I hear a lot of people use this word, Joyce. You said you were lucky that people accepted, adopted, embraced you. Right? You weren't lucky. You were smart. You knew what you. Right, Amanda. Right, Barbara. You knew what you were doing. You were savvy. You had that by the you know what's. You said I'm going to get this done. I'm going to figure it out. I know where their emotional intelligence is. I know where their cultural intelligence is. I know where their power is. Right, Amanda. I know the audience, and I know how to do it. And I'm going to be creative about it. Joyce, I applaud you, but you weren't lucky. People say oh, I was lucky to have this opportunity. Get, get out of here. You were smart because you made it happen. I'm a big fan of people who make things happen because mm. that's what I do. And that's what all of you do, right, ladies? Yep. You make yep. things happen. You're idea creators, you're energy creators. I'm not getting woo-woo on you here, but I'm so excited to meet really smart, savvy people, women, men, anything in between, just, just to feel your energy and hear how you think. This is why I do this show, to get out of the, okay, we're going to spend a half hour talking about your book. That's fine. Let somebody else do it. I want to I want to know who you are and how you think. Joyce, that was lovely. And Amanda and and Barbara, I'm, I'm very excited by the three of you. You're just reeking, oozing, giving off. And don't say it's infectious. I can't stand That's not a good word in this climate. Creativity and infectious. It's something you can inspire people to do, right? Okay. But I'm, I'm waxing philosophical here. Ladies, I'd like to take you through. You each were kind enough to Answer my request for a quote from a song, from a fictional movie or TV character. I think we have a lot of songs in here today. And these have nothing to do with our topic of creativity, but they do in your own words. So Barbara Kerr, I'm going to read the quote, and this is absolutely wonderful. It's from one of the iconic songwriters, a man who didn't even have a real singing voice, but boy, did he make an impact on the world. I'm talking about Leonard Cohen. Leonard Norman Cohen, C-C-G-O-Q. 1934 to 2016, Canadian singer-songwriter, poet, and novelist in his work explored Joyce, religion, politics, isolation, depression, sexuality, loss, death, and romantic relationships. There you go. And here is the song. It's from, the song is Bird on the Wire, and the song is from the album Songs from a Room, all the way back to 1969. Here's the quote Barbara selected. Like a bird on the wire, like a drunk in a midnight choir, I have tried in my way to be free. Barbara, mm. I get goosebumps when I read mm -hmm. that line. Please tell me, how in the world did you find that line? And tell us in your own words, just briefly, what does it mean for creativity? Barbara? Well, I didn't have to find that line. That line is in my head. Those lines are in my head. I love Leonard Cohen. I consider him an absolute genius among just a very few that I, I think of as genius songwriters. Um, I love the images, and I love the juxtaposition of those two images. So I, I'm also very fond of birds. I, I feed three crows on my third floor balcony that are my friends. My, I love to interact with another species. So bird on a wire, to me, is this wonderful image 
uh, also a, a drunk in a midnight choir. What in the, who, how did he ever come up with that beautiful image? Mm. So what does that mean? Uh, I am not a drunk, but I understand what he says. That, that feeling of no, in, no inhibitions and that you could just sing out your, what's inside of you. So thinking of those two things, being free in the air and uh, being free to say whatever you want and, and express whatever you want, and to then juxtapose those two images is just creative in itself. It, it, it is a, an expression of creativity. So, um, and also the idea that you can fail, you don't have to be perfect, you can be a drunk, and you can be just like a bird. Um, uh, to me, it is just a, a wonderful, compact way of speaking about creativity. Thank you very much. Beautiful. And I love getting song lyrics from songs I'm not familiar with because I do my homework, obviously. And I like to be introduced to lyrics and songs that I need to come into my world. So thank you, Barbara. That was lovely. They are all song quotes this time. This is very unusual to get all song quotes. And Dr. Amanda Banks has selected a song from the one and only Mary J. Blige. I didn't know she was this popular. She's only sold, Amanda, seriously, I wish this woman would get a life and do something. She's only sold 100 million records worldwide. She only has nine Grammys, four American Music Awards, 12 Billboard Music Awards, three Golden Globe nominations, Best, Best Actress, Supporting Actress in the film Mudbound, and for the original song Mighty River. My goodness gracious, she's one of the best-selling music artists of all time. And she made the 2012 number nine on the 100 Greatest Women in Music. Obviously, she's just getting started. I wish she'd do something. Here is the line. The line is the title of a song. The album is Growing Pains. The album is 2007. And the line Amanda has picked is just two words. Title of a song. Just fine. And the lyric is, you see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just Fine, 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 fine. Ooh, fine, 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 fine. Ooh, one more time. Just fine, 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 fine. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just fine. Amanda, I love this. Talk to me. Beautiful. You want to sing it? Go ahead. I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, um, I can't tell you I would remain in my seat. But the what I love about that song, uh, there's another piece of the lyric that says, I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. And what I love about the song is it's such a song of just self-empowerment. We, we spend so much time comparing ourselves to other people, um, whether it's where they live, um, th their size, the color of their eyes, the size of their lips, what have you. And so I just love that song because even for me, um, who've at times thought, okay, oh, I'm, I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm, I'm not big enough. Or even, you know, as an athlete, being told that you're too small to do this um, particular event. I think that song just encapsulates that we're just fine. Because regardless of where we are, regardless of our position in life, we're just fine. We are is where we're supposed to be. I love it. Thank you very much. I remember a song by the Chiffons, by the way, that was He's So Fine. He's So Fine. Remember that one? Well, Just Fine. I like that. And I'm going to, what was, um, I, I used to have a stockbroker named Teo. I think he was Dutch. And when I talked to him on the phone many, many years ago, I'd say, how are you, Teo? And he'd say, I didn't ask how my stocks were. I asked how he, he was first, because that was a polite thing to do. Then I, what the hell do you do? Never mind. So I'd say to him, how are you? And he'd say, every day better. 
And I think he could have, I know, every day better, but he could have said, just fine. Just fine. Just fine. I I like that. That's going to be people say, oh yeah, just fine. Just fine. Okay. Don't ask, don't tell. That's enough. That's enough. Because I think the implication, Amanda, is that inside you believe that you are just fine. That That's just right. The, just the way we are. And there are certain philosophical uh, teachings that say we are who we're supposed to be at any moment in time. This is where we need to be. We're supposed to be. Maybe we're supposed to be something else at another time or a previous time, future time. But right now, this is who we're supposed to be. That's right. And And you're so right. If we get that inwardly, if we get that down deep inside of us that we're just fine, then everything else will, will, will follow suit outwardly. There you go. Thank you very much. And song number three, what's behind window number three or curtain number three, Joyce Wilson Sanford. I've been whistling this all afternoon, Joyce. It's I whistle a happy tune, show tune from the 1951 Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The King and I, sung by governess Anna Leonowens, played on Broadway originally by Gertrude Lawrence and in the film played by Deborah Kerr, but Deborah Kerr's voice was dubbed by Marnie Nixon. Did you know that, Joyce? No. Who yeah. the heck is Marnie? Oh, Marnie <laughs> Nixon did, did a lot of, I think she did acting and she did a lot of voice dubbing and somebody named Rex Thompson dubbed for played uh, the King's voice. Anyway, the line is that this is supposed to be uh, a song from Act One. She is trying to persuade her son, Louis, after the curtain rises, to not be afraid as they arrive in what used to be called Siam, S-I-A-M, to serve the king. And the king was the wonderful, very shiny head, Yule Brenner. And the line Joyce has picked is, make believe you're brave, and the trick will take you far. You may be as brave as you make believe you are. Joyce, how'd you find this? Love it. Well, I sing it to myself a lot. My work has been bold enough that I'm always a little afraid. And in fact, if I, if I, like, if you bring together 2,500 people to be quiet and do guided imagery in a hotel where the staff is going, be quiet, I think they're praying. Don't, because I went out and said, don't you dare come in or rattle glasses because we're dreaming up a future. But, uh, and I brought together another time, I'm just sharing things that should have scared me to death, but they excited me as well. I brought together 350 people from a human resource department to restructure itself with no one losing their job. And it worked. But so I um, think that to create and push that boundary, you have to have a little bit of that moment where you go, whoa, what have I done? And to know to fake it through that moment. And it'll pull everybody with you. And by fake it, meaning I'm going to do this, even though I'm not sure how it's going to go. So it's a kind of creative courage that if you want to do big work, you've got to have it. Joyce, about four weeks ago, Barbara, you might have heard this one. One of my guests on this show called it Courageous Creativity. Mm -hmm. Like that? Yeah. Courageous, great. How do you think I created the format for this show? It used to be two authors, 25 minutes with the first one, with the second one on mute. I'd bring the second on, ask questions of the first, and I'd mute the first one. The second one I talked to for 20 minutes, and I bring the first the first one back to talk to the second, and then we do a free-for-all if I had 90 minutes uh, back and forth. And then I said to myself, no, I want to talk to a bunch of people. I, wa- I want a format where I have a roundtable yes. where everybody contributes and the audience gets to see and hear lots of people think in different ways of approaching this. 
this, and I'm going to hang it all on the on the creativity hat. That's that's what the umbrella is going to be. And I didn't know if anybody was going to like it because everybody comes to me and says, "Oh, I want a book review. I want to talk for an hour about my book." No, you go do it somewhere else. I just want to get viewpoints and passion, which I'm getting from the three of you. The three of you are so impressive, really, really, really impressive. I'm writing to my engineer, Gabe. I'm saying, damn, they're really so smart. Uh, most of my guests are, but the three of you are, you're really rocking it. Joyce, I, I was in corporate for many, many decades, and I appreciate everything you said. Amanda as well, and, and Barbara, what all of you are saying is, today they call it change management, right? Yeah. yeah. We change, but, oh, we have to have a change management. Everybody has well, to now we transform, darling. We transform these Yes, days. we transform. Yes, but, so we, you know, but the point is, we don't always know what the answer is, do we, ladies? We don't always know if the outcome is going to resonate and stick. And we're not lucky, Joyce. We're smart, but we're passionate about what we see as our vision. Right, Barbara? And right, Amanda? That's right. Something yes. comes into your heart or into your head and you say, hey, I'm going to try this. And can I get people to come along with me? And... More often than not, if you do it right, people say yes. And you're not lucky, Joyce. You haven't and been I've, lucky. You've been smart. And I've done it wrong <laughs> as well. well I we've have, all done it wrong. I have we've, many embarrassing moments where I'm in front of a large crowd doing change and I'm going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've lost it. I don't know where we are. What am I going to do? And that's you, okay, you, too. You call a break. <laughs> you call a break. And, and one of the lessons I learned is if somebody asks a question and says something you quite can't deal with, say, what a great question. What a great comment. I'll get back to you. And you, you, you offset it that way with, I'm committed to talking to you, but not right now. So right. anyway, thank you all. I tell you what, I think it's time to do some very interesting, famous birthdays today, January 17th. She almost made it to 100, the one, the only, the beautiful, smart, the savvy. She could play dumb, oh. dumb girls like nobody else and know creatively how brilliant she was at it, Betty White. She let left us about a week or two ago. She was 99 when she passed away and she would have been 100, so there. But I do have a lot of people who are alive today. James Earl Jones is, anybody can guess how old the gentleman is? James Earl Jones, that wonderful voice. What do you 89. think? 89. 83. 90. What? 90. Oh, I'm yes. close. And Maury Povich, have, anybody have an idea how Maury is today? 77. 82. What? Yes, I know. Where were you while he was busy getting old? Seriously. Did you and say 77? 82. Yeah, yeah he was 82. 82. 82. And how about Steve Harvey? Well, not quite so old, but he's getting up there. He's 64. Jim Carrey, been around how many decades in the movies, yeah. making us laugh, making us cry. Anybody have any idea how old Jim Carrey is? 58. Fifty-nine. You're you're just right there, but one year. Are you are you cheating, Joyce? Are you looking? You have the the famous birthdays. I have so many sites tagged, and, wow. and, and yeah, famous birthdays. Um, Jim Carrey's fifty-nine. Michelle Obama, and a lady mm. does tell her age when you're in the public eye. She's all of fifty-seven. I consider sixty oh. grown up. So I don't know about any of you, but I I don't consider yourself a real adult until you're sixty. So Michelle's almost a Kid Rock. Anybody no remember kidding. Kid Rock? He's fifty. What? Zoe Deschanel, you all know her from what was it, the the Something Girl? I can't remember her TV show, but she's just quirky and wonderful. She's the sister of another actress named Deschanel. Anyway, she's forty-one, and one of my favorites. There was a very sexy dancer on Dancing with the Stars. Anybody remember Maxim Schmierkowski? 
He's 41. He's almost grown up. Now, I have a couple of social media birthdays today. I love to find the unusual names. I'm not being mean, and I'm not casting aspersions on names, but I got a couple of good ones here. We have a rapper named Lil John, L-I-L-J-O-N. I like he's 50. Okay. Well, he's grown up Lil John. We have a YouTube star named Skeppy. S-K-E-P-P-Y. I don't know what that means. We have a TikTok star who's 57 years old, and she calls herself Almost Cool Mom. All one word. Almost with a capital A. C, cool. M, mom. One word. Almost cool mom. She's on TikTok. We have an Instagram star who is not very shy. She, I don't remember if it's a she or he calls themselves gorgeous. With a lot of S's on the end. 21. And we have a rapper at age 17 named Y-S-N Flow. F-L-O-W. I don't know. All I know is I go through the pictures of the famous birthdays and I like to say happy birthday to some people I've never heard of and they've never heard of me either. Let's do some famous holidays. Today is January 17th. It is Benjamin Franklin Day. If I say go fly a kite, you'll all know. There you go. Man, creativity oozing out of his pores, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It's also Ditch New Year's Resolution Day. Everybody be honest. Did (laughs) any of you make any resolutions? No, ma'am. Any more, Barbara? No, no. No, No. Okay, so you don't have anything to ditch then. Uh It's also National Bootleggers Day. Anybody remember what bootleggers is? Who they Mm -hmm. were? Yeah, okay. The start of U.S. Prohibition, the distillation of Templeton Rye Whiskey, and the birthday of the infamous gangster Al Capone. That's what bootleggers day is. There you go. Tomorrow, Tuesday... I could say it's a day. I could say it's a part of the week. I could say it's a it's a one thirty first of the month of January, but it's National Thesaurus Day. Okay, I was trying <laughs> to come up with different ways of saying thesaurus. Okay, yeah, it's also Winnie the Pooh Day. Anybody still have any books from A. A. Milne around? Yes, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh Corner. Remember the the song Pooh's mm-hmm. Corner? Um, and it's also I can't eat this. I'm allergic to it, but I, I know it's very popular. Peking Duck Day. Anybody mm-hmm. still eat Peking duck at an Asian restaurant? No, I'm aller- no. I was allergic to the duck skin for some reason. Mm. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. So don't worry about it. Now, January 19th is Wednesday. It's Brew a Potion Day. Mm. Let me read to you. Potions have become a part of popular culture through games like Minecraft and fantasy series like Harry Potter with a full inventory of potions and witches and witches brewing them. Potions are liquid concoctions popularly expected to be magical in some way. Wasn't there one in Macbeth? Witches, oh. witches, boil and brew. Uh, bubble, yeah. bubble, toil and bubble, trouble. Bubble, toil and trouble, that's it. <laughs> yes, I always think of that as an ad for a plumber called a plumber on the double. I'm sorry. I'm and did sorry. you say you could make a potion in Minecraft? Apparently so. A game, oh, Minecraft, no. is popular part of the culture. Do you play Minecraft, Barbara? Oh, I have a nine-year-old granddaughter who is wonderful at it. Really? Wow. Yeah, I do well, too. You can you play or you you have a granddaughter who does. I have a granddaughter who's nine who I finally said, sit down and talk to me about this. And she tried to teach me. I get a little seasick watching. (laughs) A little motion. It is amazingly creative. Amazing. I don't know anything about Amanda. Are you Amanda familiar with Minecraft? No. I mean I've heard of it, but I have how to play it. So I have no idea. I've just started playing Wordle. Is anybody doing Wordle, the new game online? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes, Barbara and I were talking about that. I just did my second one today, and you just have five choice, five chances to pick the five-letter word of the day, and you play it against yourself, and it only is every 24 hours. So I guess when you play, if you leave it go too long and you play it, then it starts another 24 hours. Is that right, Barbara? Yeah, you can actually start at midnight. So if you happen to be up at night, <laughs> you can start the new one at midnight. How do you I would, spell it, Wordle? 
W-O-R-D-L-E. It's not an app. You okay. don't download it. You can play it on your computer. And somebody right. started it named Wardle, W-A-R-D-L-E. Right. And it's free. It's mm-hmm. The Rage. I uh, Barbara knows I play Words with Friends. That's my sleeping pill to get all mm-hmm. the energy out of my mm-hmm. brain. I, I'm currently playing 52 games with about eight people. And I can polish off about 52 games in about 20 minutes in bed That's around amazing. one in the morning. And it, it's just so much fun because it, it uses up what's left. Right. You know? And I have and, suggested Spelling Bee to read yeah. as well. And it's a great one on uh, New York Times. I'm going to yeah. look that up because I do have a, yes, I do have a subscription. Also, Wednesday, in addition to Brew a Potion Day, is Good Memory Day. What did you say? I forgot. It's National <laughs> Popcorn Day and it's National Tin Can Ooh. Day. I don't know what you spell. Oh, popcorn. Are we a big fan here? Yes, big fan. I had a big bowl today, always. Olive oil and really? salt and pepper. Oh, Ooh, have you ever tried melting cream cheese over it or putting a little bit of soft cream cheese over the top of no, hot popcorn? Oh, no. v- viciously oh, good. Really, no. really good. <laughs> okay, Thursday the 20th is National Cheese Lover's Day. I adopted a lot of cheese recipes when I tried to go keto. Thank you to TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Ever, anybody ever heard of a chaffle? A chaffle? A chaffle is where you make a waffle with no flour, no ingredients of any kind of a wheat basis. And oh, you wow. take cheddar cheese or any kind of cheese that's shredded and you add eggs, a little bit of milk, and you put it into your waffle iron and it will bake like really? a waffle. Yes. That sounds good. Oh. You can like also put omelet. it. Yes, like a frying pan, and you can make it into your own taco shell made purely of cheese. Skip the egg and just melt the cheese provolone with a little bit of, of uh, I use Colby cheese, shred it on top, and you cook it till it's almost crisp, and then you can mold it into the shape of a taco shell and put your filling inside. Wow. And so I learned, so it's National Cheese Lovers Day. Now it's Take a Walk Outdoors Day here. It's 20 degrees here in Durham, North Carolina, and we just got over snow and ice over the weekend, so we weren't taking a walk anywhere, but maybe. It's National Coffee break day. Does anybody still take a coffee break? Amanda, do you take coffee break when you're I don't drink coffee. Fika. I I don't much anymore. You do, Joyce? Yep. Fika in Sweden. Fika is a time where you come together at four Uh, o'clock no matter what. Yeah. Very nice. Like like high tea with the Brits, right? Yeah, that's right. Barbara, you a coffee I drink two cups of coffee every morning that I make, you know, very carefully. And I love that time of day with two cookies, two mother's oatmeal cookies and coffee. Love it. You have to have something with it. I agree. I just bake some corn muffins and I I can't have coffee this time of night, but maybe tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. So let's see. We're we're up to, uh, it's National Penguin Day. So if you know any penguins on Thursday, just... Or anybody with a tuxedo, they forgot to wear a New Year's, never mind. It's camcorder day and it's national DJ day. If you know a DJ, anybody spinning any kind of music. I think we're all doing that with Pandora, right? We're all doing it with YouTube. We're all spinning our own, our own playlists. I don't know. Friday is museum selfie day. Mona Lisa, you can't hold anything up again. Yeah, I know. It's granola bar day. It's hugging day. Everybody give yourself a hug. Come on. Everybody give yourself a hug. Hugs to Facebook. Everybody hug. We're catching up here. There's a little bit of delay. There, now we see each other. Okay, now it's also National Squirrel Appreciation Day. Do you know that supposedly our attention span is now up to a squirrel? I think it's eight seconds is the human... (laughs) That, that's how long we can pay attention. That's why I want so many people on the show so that the audience is hearing all kinds of voices saying, oh, is she still talking? It's been two minutes. I'm out of patience with that. I know. And it's one-liners day. The first piece of comedy. I know all this stuff, Joyce. It's just in my head. I'm not reading anything. The the first piece of comedy was written over 2,500 years ago in ancient Greece. One-liners are jokes or witty remarks or answers delivered in a single line or sentence. And Stephen Wright is still alive and well. He just had a book. Oh, recently. I love him. He's still around. He's in the oh, 60s, I think. And he's still he's doing so his droll. famous one line. I know. 
so dry. Okay, Saturday, January 22nd. I don't know, ladies. Does anybody have a, a cat, feline pet? Anybody? You do. Okay, well, Joyce, you, you got to set outside some time on Saturday because it's National Answer Your Cat's Questions Day. Uh-huh. I, I think you're going <laughs> to take it seriously. It's also Blonde Brownie Day. I just make brownies with a lot of chocolate in them. And it's Hot Sauce Day. Does anybody like hot sauce on there? Something? Anybody? Yeah. Joyce, we, we got a hot sauce lady. We got a cat lady here. We got a popcorn lady. Amanda and Barbara, I'm trying to find holidays for you girls. Okay. Sunday is National Handwriting Day. Does anybody still do handwriting? Amanda, I bet you handwrite. I do. Yeah, I bet uh, you do. What do you mean? Yeah. I do I too. So. And it's National Pie Day. Anybody planning to bake on Saturday? I don't Sunday. think I'll be doing I'm it soon, but I love to bake pies. I do too. I do too. Mm-hmm. That's Sunday. I'm sorry. We can't, we can't have pies on Saturday. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. And next Monday, before I'm on the air, the holidays will almost be over. So I have to give next Monday, January 24th. It's National Compliment Day. I'm going to give a compliment mm-hmm. to all of you right now in advance. I am honored that you all accepted my invitation to be on my show today. So I thank you and I am grateful to you. And I compliment you on being so smart and savvy and engaging. There you go. There's my compliment. Well, and I absolutely you. return that compliment. Thank you. Absolutely. You're very, very, you're very kind. This is a, yeah, it should be a, everybody congratulate everybody day. Thank you. It's also national peanut butter day and it's na- it's Macintosh computer day. I'm waiting for the gold watch. I bought so many Macs over the years. And yeah. <laughs> anybody, anybody can figure what I spent. Actually, my parents loaned me the money 1988 for a mm. desktop Macintosh and a black and white printer. What do you think it cost? 1988. Amanda, you're looking up. What do you have any idea? Amanda first. What do you think the tag was on those two items? Mac desktop, Macintosh computer. 129. How much? 129. 129? Mm-hmm. 1200. Okay, Barbara, what do you think? 890. $11,000. What? Oh my gosh. Are you really? serious? The computer and the printer together. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Don't even ask. Anyway, I paid my parents back. I started a graphic design business. It's also National Beer Can Appreciation Day. So if you have a beer can that looks interesting, hold mm-hmm. it up and say, I appreciate you. That's it for the holidays. We have time left to do some more creativity statements. So I'm going to look at, ah, Barbara, I'm putting your number one into the chat for you because I really like this one. So, Barbara, I'm going to read this one, and you say creativity is an essential part of resilience, which in turn is an aspect of emotional intelligence. I'm going to stop there. Barbara, take about two minutes and tell us what this means to you in terms of creativity. Okay. Well, emotional intelligence, uh, you probably have all heard of it at some level, and it usually has four different parts, which is awareness of the self, management of the self, interaction with others, and understanding of others, some kind of social parts. And in my, uh, I wrote a book, uh, Emotional Intelligence for a Compassionate World, and I made up my own model, and the first four are basically there, but I have a fifth really important aspect, which is resilience. Some of the other models kind of include it in a little way, but I think it's very important, like really one of the most important. And so um, resilience to me includes creativity. It's very much a part of it. And we can be more resilient and we can build resilience if we are creative. That is being flexible finding new ways to do things, getting out of any problem by using our brains. 
Thank you very much. And I apologize. I meant to put it in the chat to you privately, and I sent it to Gabe, our engineer, by mistake. He's probably saying, <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? He's very polite. So thank you for punting and being flexible, Barbara. I appreciate sure. that. Amanda, I put you one of your statements in the chat, and we're going to talk about, to you, creativity means helping people to take off limitations by connecting dots. Amanda, talk to me, please. So if if I had enough time, I'd, I'd ask you to right, to draw three, nine dots, almost like in a square, right? And so I'm sure you all have seen this exercise where they say to connect um, those dots with four intersecting and connecting lines, right? Yep. Well, oftentimes people say, um, well, you didn't say that we could go outside. Well, when we look at um, our educational system, in kindergarten and pre-K, we're often told when we color to stay in the lines, right? And so I believe that that um, us being taught that really is the beginning of those limitations being created for us because we're often told stay in the lines, stay in the lines. And the same thing when it comes to those nine dots, we often see a box. And so it's it's those boxes and that that thinking that often limits us because we think, let's say, if you go to your boss and say, hey, I have this great idea. Can we do this? And, and often the response is, we don't have enough money. Um, it's, it's not broke. So why try to fix it? And so it's that type of thinking that limits us when if we could drop those imaginary boxes and realize that we can be creative with our thinking to go beyond what others think that we can do and what we should be doing, then those limitations off, there's our, um, that what we can do is really limitless if we just drop that, those imaginary boxes that we perceive to be. Thank you very much. Very eloquent. I know that exercise and you, you described it very well. Thank you very much. Joyce, I'm going to read this to you. I put it in the chat. I'm not sure if you saw it. Joyce's statement number four is, I live creatively, listen up, by listening to an impulse that doesn't go away. Joyce, take about two minutes. What does this mean? Oh, boy. I sometimes feel nagged by an idea. Like I'm, I'm really have several emerging right now. Um, what is about the brain and the programming that words have on the subconscious, which it then get projected out into action. So that's kind of esoteric, but it's, it's, it's in my, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I can tell it's an idea that's emerging. And if it doesn't go away, I'll dig around and explore some more in it to see why is this calling me? What does that have to do with in the book that I'm writing on um, leadership now, where I have a model of leadership I put out there, and I put brain management. The skill in managing brains is one of the factors that I put in there, and I haven't fleshed it out yet, but I can feel a quickening, and I look for that that quickening. Thank you. Very interesting. It's a, it's a, is it, would you call it a gut feeling, Joyce? It, it's intuition, and it's a nagging for me that it won't go Bothers away. You. Yep. Yes. So that when I was told my budget was cut and I could do no training, I created self-managed groups to teach for store managers to do group learning together. So I cut my budget and raised uh, performance because I said, "I'm." Well, let's assume we have to 
learn. And I can't, I don't have money to do it, but the learning has to occur. What am I going to do? That kind of rock and hard place is also really good for me for spurring um, a creative action that I wouldn't have taken without the discomfort. There's always discomfort for me before I create. Well, there's discomfort in change. It's a lot of people say, I don't want to change or I'm afraid to change or what Mm -hmm. if the change doesn't work well or why do I need to change? I don't hear any squeaky wheels and and, uh, why do I have to be the one to change? Why are you making me change and what is it going to do to me? And what is it going to do about me and for me? And and am I going to like it? So change is is something that's, it's it's a very hard concept, even for people who are spearheading change. Joyce, are you retired? You're retired from your food industry job, correct? Yes, I'm 77. Okay, I'm going to make. I, I'm going to have a campaign to get you to unretire because there are a lot of companies that could use you right now. I am presently working with uh, three hospitals and Food good. Lion, good old Food Lion. Good, good, yeah. because companies need you. I'm. That's yeah. another compliment day. There you, you go. You. There you thank go. You. I want to do what? You're welcome. I want to do no. Thank you. One more statement. This is from Barbara, and then I'm. I have a roundtable question for all of you. So, Barbara, I want to go back to your statement number three, which I did put in the chat this time. Cre- Barbara says, "You're all going to love this. Creativity is the ability to complete this sentence many times over. What if? I'm going to stop. Yes, mm-hmm. Barbara, talk to me. I haven't heard this one before. What do you think? Oh. Well, this can work for for real life as well as fiction, but I I especially like to use this in fiction. So what if this happens next? What if that? It's really a wonderful way to start a story. What if this person traveled to this place and met this kind of person? Uh, You can make it as squirrely as you want, as romantic as you want. Um, So the what if... And I, my granddaughter, again, nine-year-old granddaughter, is always doing what-ifs. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, because she's like, what if this happened and then that and then this and then that? And I can hardly follow the train of thought. But I actually recognize it as a terribly creative act. So asking ourselves, what if, uh, can really change our lives. There you go. Thank you very much. Very interesting way of looking at it. I appreciate that. I'm still writing my novel, but I stopped. It's been on hold for months. And a couple of weeks ago, I just went back and and dove into it, but I just can't seem to find the where I'm going to get the villain, whether he's going to really be a villain or not, to commit the the murder. It's it's a comedy. And I haven't figured out how that's going to happen. I've described him. I have the target. I just can't go. But I will give you all one, one little clue. I'm going to use a fake name. I'll tell you all after the show what name because nobody could know that it's me. But the opening line is, and you all know what an HOA is, right? Homeowners Association. Mm-hmm. The opening line is, it was not a dark and stormy night because the HOA forbade it. that's great that's great okay that's my opening line and now you get the gist of the whole damn thing okay let's go around the table barbara i'm not going to start with you because we just did an extra creativity statement i'll start with amanda amanda each take about a minute and a half because we're up again we got about eight minutes left amanda banks dr banks do you wake up in the morning and say i'm a creative person i'm gonna go out and do something creative today or is it just something that's there and you know it's there, and and like Joy said, sometimes it nags you. But or do you just wake up and say, "I'm I'm 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 a, this great creative person, and and today's the day I'm going to do." What do you think? Where does it fit into your life? That's what I'm asking, Amanda. Take about two minutes, please. For me, um, I'm going to say, it's it's just there. Um, I I believe it's just innate, and um, it's it's not a matter of thinking about. Um, 
what am I going to do to be creative? Because I believe that whether it's um, our perspectives and challenging ourselves to see a different perspective, whether it's um, opening ourselves up to someone, um, I, I think that all that we do is creativity. And so I think for me, if I just wake up and say, I'm going to be my authentic self, that I'm not going to try to be someone else, act like someone else, that I'm going to be vulnerable and open myself up to others, regardless of um, the, the risk that that may involve, because everyone's not going to always be accepting, right? And, and as a woman of color, I, I, I think that um, I, I've learned that that acceptance isn't always going to be there. But guess what? It's that creativity piece that as long as as I am okay with me, remember, as long as I'm just fine, just fine, then it, it, it does not matter. And so I think it's just waking up and, and taking the day step by step and knowing that I have to be okay with me, be my authentic self and accept people for who they are accept the different perspectives and know that everything really is going to be just fine. Just fine. Just fine. Thank you. And by the way, people have trouble with redheads from New York too. I'll just tell you that. So, <laughs> so, so a, a lot of us have, yeah, we walk in a room and yeah, it's not always, That's Hey, right. welcome. Right. We, we I, I can, I can they'll, tell you they'll stories. Find something. Right? I, oh, they, they always so that, do. So Trust that's me. why we have to look in that mirror and know that they we are just fine. They always do. That's why I talk to people like you. Joyce Wilson Sanford, two minutes. Do you wake up every day? I think you do and say, I'm creative. What am I going to do today? Joyce, go ahead. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I wake up and go, oh, my gosh, I got a lot coming at me today. What I'm going to do. Remember, I raised five kids while having an executive job. And recently, my husband had... Uh, how can I get this? A uh, heart attack, open heart surgery, sepsis, pneumonia, broke his neck and had a stroke. And I had major cancer surgery. But no, no, no. But there's still that creative impulse that if I don't do something with it, I really am not okay. And I know I'm not. So whether I need to paint or whether I need to write or whether I need to come up with a very interesting solution it's when I, I, I get an urge to feel fully alive. And when I don't feel that fully aliveness, I dig around until something hooks. And it could be solving a big problem. It could be painting. I've begun to paint big murals. So, no, I don't wake up and go, I want to be creative. <laughs> I wake up and go, I say, hey, I want coffee. <laughs> Touche. Thank, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah. And we're glad that your husband and you made it through. Thank okay. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Glad you're here. Barbara, you. last but definitely not least, I've got two minutes for you and that's all I've got. Okay. Tell me, do you wake up and say, I'm Barbara Kerr, PhD, and I'm a creative person? Where does it fit for you? Go ahead. Well, it certainly does permeate my life. I do think of myself as a creative person. Whether or not I wake up, I too need coffee first. But uh, when, when I t talk about creativity for emotional intelligence, and I teach an online course as well as the book that I've written, I, I think of three things, problem solving, innovation, and decision making, which come up all the time. It could be, you know, a problem with a, a relationship a problem with, you know, the plumber not coming, whatever. How am I going to, with grace and equanimity, 
get through this decision, this problem? How, how could I innovate to solve this problem? So I think creativity is through, can, as Amanda has said, is part of our lives every day if we make it that way. Thank you very much, ladies. I appreciate it. First of all, don't go away after we close the show because I have to take more pictures. Number two, I want you to each give me a website where people can find you, your book, whatever you're doing. So Barbara, mm -hmm. where can people find it? I'll spell it or you can spell it yourself, the whole okay. URL. Go ahead. BarbaraKerrAuthor.com, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-E-R-R, author, A-U-T-H-O-R.com. BarbaraKerrAuthor.com. Thank you. Dr. Amanda Banks, where can people find you? Guilty. You'll, my page is not set up yet. My book comes out February 1st. I want a copy of it. Guilty. So so people, will, February, will there be a website? Blah. Will there be yes, a website there, February? There will be a, a, a website and it will be standfirm.com. S-T-A-N-D-F-I-R-M.com. So, yes. And, it, okay. and then also on my Facebook page. But it will be February 1st. Amazing race. There you go. There you go. Joyce Wilson Sanford. Where can people find you? JoyceWilsonSanford.com. J-O-Y-C-E-W-I-L-S-O-N-S-A-N-F-O-R-D.com. Yes. Don't you love long URLs? I'm and just, you know. also the podcast, please. Bob and yes. Joyce Talk, H-R-O-D. And we who is Bob? Who is he Bob? He is my uh, partner in crime in large companies. And when I would get scared, he would be just ready to execute. And so together we made it happen. And we laugh and share mistakes we made in the field of OD and HR. Love it. I'm going to take a listen to it. Ladies, Thank I want you. to do my closing, but I have something I haven't done in years. I found this in my notes from 2014. Don't be offended, but the, this is top 10 tips for women. And just listen up, okay? Aspire to be Bobby. Barbie, the biatch has everything, number one. Number two, if the shoe fits, buy one in every color. That's always my mistake. I buy shoes and I can't find them after I love them. Take life with a pinch of salt as well as a wedge of lime and a nice drop of tequila. <laughs> Need a support group? Cocktail hour with the girls. Number five, when life gets you down, put on your big girl panties and just deal with it. Right, ladies? Okay. Let your greatest fear in life be there is no PMS. This is your personality. Okay. That ship has already sailed. What can I tell you? <laughs> Lead me not into temptation. I can find it all by myself. <laughs> Number eight, don't get your knickers in a knot. It just makes you walk funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number nine, when life gives you lemon, make lemonade and add vodka. I'm sorry. I haven't read these in years. And here's one. Every good-looking, smart, every good-looking, sweet, sexy, single male is someone else's ex-boyfriend. There you go. I had to read those. <laughs> now, let me do my normal closing because I've got a minute here and Gabe is reminded. 30 seconds. Okay. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. It's the best. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final. Work like you don't need the money because even if you do, nobody cares just get it done dance like no one's watching and people used to dance when i danced on top of a table in a high school cafeteria teaching disco to 250 people because they didn't have a stage sing like nobody's listening and i try not to yeah. sing love like you've never been heard because damn we all have get over it let your heart grow revive regenerate mm -hmm. replenish and find new love money talks chocolate sing last but not least and i stole this line from another host about 20 years ago Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying goodbye. Ladies, wave goodbye to Facebook. Bye to Voice mm -hmm. America. And stay around. We're going to do some pictures. Gabe, thank you, Gabe, my engineer. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.